Hi, my name's Kate, and this is Our Lifeguard, the podcast where I talk about pretty much everything, but try and do it through the mindset of our own personal lifeguard, Jesus. This is season one, episode 19, and in this episode, I'll be talking all about Mark chapter 8. I'll be continuing my Mark series, we'll be in chapter 8. So with all this said, let's dive in. So, like I said, I'll be in Mark chapter 8. I'll be reading verses 14 through 21, if you want to turn there with me. Um, But before I get started, just for a little backstory, um, right before what I'm about to read, uh, the Pharisees, they had come to Jesus and they were arguing with him. They were seeking a sign. They were like, "Show, show us you're the Messiah. And they wanted a sign. And Jesus told them, why, why does this generation seek a sign? And he said that they will not be given one. And then he left. They got into a boat to go to the other side. That's what it says. So starting in verse 14, it says, now they had forgotten to bring bread, talking about the disciples. They had only one loaf with them in the boat. And he cautioned them saying, watch out, Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. And they began discussing with one another the fact that they had no bread. And Jesus, aware of this, said to them, Why are you discussing the fact that you have no bread? Do you not yet perceive or understand? Are your hearts hardened? Having eyes, do you not see? And having ears, do you not hear? And do you not remember when I broke five loaves for the five thousand? How many baskets full of broken pieces did you take up? They said to him, Twelve. And the seven for the four thousand, how many baskets full of pieces did you take up? And they said to him, Seven. And he said to them, Do you not understand? So before this, Jesus had fed 5,000 with just five loaves of bread. And right before this story, he had again fed 4,000 with only seven loaves of bread. And each time they had extra. What Jesus is saying here is, have you not seen me provide before? Have you not seen me take five loaves of bread and feed feed 5,000 people? Have you not seen me take seven loaves of bread and feed 7,000? Do you not understand? What he's asking is, is do you not remember what I did on the mountain? Why are you forgetting what I did on the mountain while you're in the valley? Why are you forgetting? See, so often in our lives, we'll have these encounters with God. And we'll be on a mountaintop. We'll have a mountaintop experience. And that's what we call experiences that we have with God. We call them these mountaintop experiences. But then we descend from the mountain and we go into the valley. And when we're in the valley, most of the time we forget what God has done for us in the mountain. 
And I think this is because we try to hold on to the feelings that we had on the mountain. We try to hold on to that feeling that we had. But the thing is, is, is we can't hold on to the feelings. We can't hold on to how we felt in the mountain. We can't. But what we can hold on to, what we can stand on, is what Jesus did on the mountain. We can hold on to and we can stand on what Jesus did. We can remember what Jesus did, how he changed our lives with nothing. And I just feel like we forget. Just like the disciples, they were so worried about, what are, what are we going to do? How are we going to eat? We only have one loaf of bread. How are we going to eat? We're not going to eat. How are we going to eat? And Jesus just looked at them and just said, do you, do you not understand? Do you not understand what I'm doing? Do you not understand what I've done? If God every day gives food to the birds, if he gives food to the animals, if he clothes the flowers, how much more will he give to you, his beloved child? But how often do we forget that God will provide for us because we're so focused on what is right in front of us? We're so focused on what is in front of us that we can't see what God is doing. We forget what God has done because we're focused on what is in front of us. The mountain that is in front of us, the sea that is in front of us, and we get so focused on those things that we forget who's right beside us. And the person who is beside us can say to the sea, be still, and it will be, st be still. The one who is beside us can say to the mountain, move, jump, get out of our way, and it will get out of our way. That is who is by our side. So why are we looking at these things and acting like they're so big, like they can't be moved? When the person beside us has already moved them in the past, how willing do you think he will be to remove them again? You have to look to him. You have to set your eyes on him. You have to have faith that he will move, despite how you feel, despite what you've done, that he will move. Jesus doesn't care about what you've done in the past. He's still calling you. He still wants you. There's this show called The Chosen, and it's about the life of Jesus, and I'd really recommend for you to watch it if you haven't already. You can download the app in the App Store. It's free, and you can watch the episodes for free.
But in the first episode of season two, there's this man. And this man, he had stolen these things from this guy who was on the road by himself. He had stolen things, and he had beaten him, and he left him to die. And then, when he was riding the man's horse to go sell it, the horse threw him off and broke his leg. And he had lived like that with a broken leg. He couldn't provide for his family. He was worse off than he was when he went to go steal from the man. And Jesus, he was in Samaria. And this man, he was right outside Samaria. And while Jesus was in Samaria, he had all these people who wanted to have dinner with him. He had the, the priest of Samaria wanted to have dinner with him. All these powerful and important people wanted to have dinner with him. All these powerful and important people wanted to talk to him. But Jesus, he, he took his disciples, he had them go buy food for dinner, and then he took his disciples, and he went to that man's house, and he asked him, can we have dinner with you? The man was like, I guess so. And so they have dinner with him, and as the dinner continues, they're talking to him, and Jesus asks him the story, like, why, why is your leg broken? What happened? And the man tells him. And then he asks him, why me? Aren't all the people in Samaria, don't they, they want you? Jesus said, I'll leave the 100 for the one. I'll leave the 100 for the one. Jesus was the same then as he is today. He will forever be. He doesn't change. So if Jesus would leave the 100 for the one then, why wouldn't he do it for you? If Jesus will provide for his disciples and for the people then, why won't he for you? Jesus would heal people. If he would change people's lives then, why won't he for you? Stop focusing on how big the mountain is. Stop focusing on how big the storm is. And start focusing on who is beside you through it. There's another in the fire standing next to me. There's another in the water holding back the seas. He's with you for you. He's not against you. He's not forsaken you. He has not left you to die. He's waiting for you 
to come home. He's waiting for you to call upon his name so he can deliver you. Jesus will come if you call on him. And it might not be in the way you think. It might not be in the way you want. But he will come in the way you need. And he will do what you need. And what you need might not be what you want. But Jesus knows what you need. Jesus knows who you are. He came to earth, took on the body of a man, was born a child. So that when you feel the pain you feel, when you feel a heartache, you feel pain, you feel broken, like you can't go on, Jesus can stand there and he can look you in the face and say, my beloved child, I know how you feel. I went through it too. I was there too. I know what that feels like. And he'll take you into his arms and he'll say, I love you. Trust me. Trust me. And that's what Jesus is calling you to. He's calling you to trust him. Above everything else, above everything else in your life, Jesus is calling you to trust him. Jesus, the word of God, is the only true thing in this world. He's calling you to be a part of his plan, to be a part of his ministry, to be a part of something greater and bigger than yourself. But in this life, bones will still break. Hearts will still break. But in the end, light will overcome the darkness. Thanks for listening today. I hope you enjoyed and were able to get something out of it. I am trying to release an episode every day this week, and I'll be in Mark. That's what I'll be We have eight more chapters. We're only halfway done. And I hope that you've been enjoying it. I hope that you've been able to get something out of Mark. And I hope that you yourself are able to go through Mark and study it. There is so much in Mark. And what I talk about, it is just the tip of the iceberg. It's just a fraction of everything that is in it. So I hope that you can go and you can see everything else for yourself. Study the life of Jesus. Know the life of Jesus. He will come alive to you. He will come alive to you. Jesus wants a relationship with you. I hope that you have a relationship with him. And if you don't, 
I hope that you will come to have a relationship with him. I hope that you know that he loves you and that he has always loved you. There has not been a point in your life where he hasn't. There won't be a point in your life where he won't. He will always love you. And I hope that you know that and that he's calling you to life and to relationship with him. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Bye.